Mike McIntyre is a former Windsor Spitfire and professional hockey player. Join me, Drake Damore, as we continue our conversation that began back on episode 198 of Wind City Sports. Hello, how you doing? It's Zach Cassie. Adam Enrique. Joe Siddle. Tom Crawford. Todd Warner. Brett Romberg. DJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. What up, everybody? My name is Drake Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast. Live on CGM 99.1 FM every Thursday in Windsor and Detroit for the Wind City Sports Radio Show where you'll hear highlights from our podcast interviews, some good music, music, and as much locals gather, still broadcasting during this pandemic from home. Here on the Wind City Sports Podcast, you'll hear full, uncut, and unedited versions of bi-weekly interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more. Now every other Thursday, dropping first thing in the morning on windcitysports.com and anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a review, follow, subscribe, whatever app you might use, site you might use. Easily available, search up WinCitySports, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y's, all one word. And as well, to follow us on our big social media presence on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube with the WinCitySports YouTube channel, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y's, all one word, at WinCity underscore sports if you're ever trying to find us. But we'll talk about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday. July 23rd, 2020, and it's episode 203 of Wind City Sports. This week, we are picking up where we left off, uh, left off on episode 198 with Mike McIntyre, a former Windsor Spitfire who went on to play pro in various leagues, including the ECHL and SPHL. Mike, if you didn't hear the first part, uh, go back and listen to 198, sorry, Jesus. Um, with Mike McIntyre. He's a guy who was born in Sault Ste. Marie, but ended up moving down here at a young age. Played minor hockey in Windsor, and then was actually drafted back out to Sioux, and then traded to Windsor. <laughs> so, uh, pretty interesting story there in the first part, when we talk about, you know, the beginnings of his pro career um, after junior. You know, obviously talk about the whole junior career in part one. And here in part two, we're going to pick up where we left off, where the stories get a little bit more colorful, a little bit more entertaining and crazy. And uh, obviously we talk about what he's up to now. Um, Again, this was recorded a little while back, so um, not too outdated, but Mike McIntyre returning to the podcast today. We're going to get into that in a little bit. We do have a good amount of sports news that we're going to gather through um, the last couple weeks since we did miss last week. Now it is going. we're going to a bi-weekly format with the podcast, and I just want to clear that up one more time. Just in case, just so you know, the Wind City Sports Radio Show will still be airing weekly, so we'll be talking about some news that was on the show last week. Anything that might have happened between then and now. Honestly, not a lot of sports news, even with our Windsor Spitfires. But just to make it clear and simple, every other week we'll have a new podcast. Every single week we'll have a show on CJAM 99.1 FM, the radio show. Uh, obviously, one week we'll be featuring an uh, interview like this week. And on our off weeks, as I'll be calling them, you'll see uh, or hear some content like we did last week. You can always listen to it on CJAM.ca, post a little preview Um, Usually on our off weeks, we'll be playing a little bit more music, talking about as much sports news as possible, and playing some old clips from podcasts, and as well as Cedric's Combat Corner podcast. We'll talk about that at the end of the show uh, as well, Um, a podcast produced here by the Wind City Sports uh, Realm. So we'll talk about that as well. But first and foremost, tomorrow is officially opening day for the MLB. Uh, They kick things off with a series. That's the Detroit Tigers. I should mention that. The Detroit Tigers kick things off with a series against the Reds tomorrow, starting at 6 p.m. And in anticipation of opening day last week, we played a clip from episode 123 of Wind City Sports featuring Tigers prospect and Windsor's own Jacob Robson. Played a clip of him talking about getting drafted to by his almost hometown team. Uh, More baseball news later on in regards to our Windsor Selects. That was read on the Wind City Sports radio show last week. As mentioned, we'll be trying to keep you as informative as possible during these um, now bi-weekly podcasts until the end of the summer, at least. Just uh, try to take a little bit of the workload off, just lightening it a little bit for myself. Um, and again, we have some more podcast news and, and sports news to talk about later on the show. 
in regards to the Spitfires, Border City Network, and so much more. But right now, I say we jump right into the interview where we left off with Mike McIntyre from episode 198. So if you didn't listen to that part, go back, listen, refresh. Or if you did and you're aware of this man's story, get ready to hear some more. Here we go. That's just uh, part of the job, I suppose. Eh? I'm gonna be ready to move at any time. But, oh yeah, seriously. Uh, it seems like it was a little bit of that for the next probably two, maybe three seasons. You were reserved to the SBHL, moved around a little bit, just kind of getting called back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty interesting. So it was that year finished in St. Charles, and we didn't we didn't make the playoffs. But Rivers was on best coach uh, I probably had ever he, he let me play my game gave me an opportunity and it uh, I ran with it I had a great year um, went from there we 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 had a trade with at the time it was Denver Cutthroats had a trade with them that wasn't completed so at the end of the year I was the completion of the trade because St. Charles Chill they folded they seized oh. operations only so, in, yeah, call, only like, in the this century. shit happens. <laughs> yeah, only then. So I ended up being the the completion of the trade, and I got traded to Denver. So signed a contract. Was in Denver. My agent had me getting ready to go to uh, Lake Erie for American League camp. I popped my shoulder out in a beer league game. <laughs> didn't tell him. Kind of said like, "Hey, look, I don't know. Like, I didn't know if I was going to be healed even to start camp yet. I didn't." Didn't tell, tell anyone. Kind of told them last minute, like, "Hey, I don't think I can go to this camp." Um, like, I popped my shoulder up, blah blah blah. So was dealing with that. Somehow recovered crazy fast, like freaking age. I don't know how it happened. Um, was ready for for camp in Denver, and then two weeks before camp, they seized operations. <laughs> so now I'm jobless at the time. I had kind of no place to play except Peora I had uh, traded for my rights in the SB mm-hmm. so they owned my rights at the time but I had no really intentions on going back to play in the SB at that time so I ended up going to last minute camp invite to Colorado Eagles which was in the coast an hour away from Denver and Loveland did camp there had a good camp but same thing guys got sent down from Calgary because that was their affiliate and they were an unreal team I I don't know if they won the coast that year before but they are a solid squad they had a guy I don't know if you ever heard a guy Daryl Bootlin oh yeah he ended up going there later on and you know won yeah he won a few uh, a few cups there and it was it was a great organization that ran top notch amazing rank like you know waking up I went from the beach to, you know, seeing the Rockies. It was pretty cool. Um, had training camp there, preseason, and that was, that was it pretty much. Uh, and then I ended up going back to Peora. So I played in Peora for, fuck, I don't even know, two games, I think, three games, four maybe. Mm-hmm. And I remember this is how it ended in Peora was. So in the SP, you know, I don't want to throw anything under the bus. Maybe I won't say it, but I ended up going there, played a couple games, saw a guy get his leg cut open by a skate. So that that was that was my second game of like my first weekend there, and they canceled the game. My people were dropping like flies in the stands. It was gross. Um, so the game got canceled. Next day off, whatever. Monday, Tuesday comes around. Um, you know, walk into the rink and. At that year, that time, you know, I won a President's Cup. I was third or fourth year in at this point in my career. Um, you know, had some games under my belt. So I wasn't a rookie anymore. I was a vet. And I remember I was getting treated pretty good there. I remember I walked into the room and, you know, was listed as a seventh D when I was, you know, top two pairing. Kind of <laughs> good joke, boys, like whatever, you know, haha. <laughs> assistant coach calls me into the into the office and pretty short conversation but got the release because I was making too much at the time and I'm I go what like I, I laughed I thought it was a joke and I walked out and they're like no no no, this is serious 
So I walked back out, obviously was a little bit shocked, kind of pissed, and um, was like really thrown off, Pack, started packing my bag, and the guys were like, oh, called up already, like, you know, we're here for a week, blah, 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 and uh, I'm like, no, boys just got released, yeah. and they're like, what? Yeah. Oh, everybody was in shock, couldn't believe it, so I went, uh, went back to my apartment, condo, whatever, and uh, was sitting there, and all of a sudden... You know, I was in shock. Then the phone started ringing. And I ended up in Louisiana for the same amount that I was making. <laughs> and uh, packed my stuff. Remember, I went down with a good amount of stuff, but couldn't bring the golf bag. Couldn't fit the golf bag back into my uh, my car at the time that I had. So took the gloves out, left the bag there. And, and I played with a guy I played with in Pensacola who I won it with, Ryan Raven. Um, I said, hey, keep the golf bag. It's all yours. <laughs> And uh, ended up in Louisiana for a bit, and uh, it, that that was interesting. That was, I played uh, hockey in Louisiana. I can't yeah. even imagine. I didn't even know they had hockey. Oh, it, it was a massive rink. They call it the Cajun Dome. It's huge. So surprisingly, they used to be in the coast. Like back in the day, they were in, in the East Coast League, uh, and they were affiliated with Toronto. Oh, wow. So, yeah, crazy, right? You're probably just, like, going there or something. <laughs> like, uh, who knows? But I played on that year. There was a guy, Sean McNeil, I think his name. He was uh, drafted to Washington back in the day. He was, like, 40. Like, but he lived in Louisiana. Like, he knew that at the time the old coach who was there before I got there. Uh, he played for the Caps. Uh, Kaminsky was his last name. They called him Killer. His nickname, Killer. Killer Kaminsky. Like, craziness. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I ended up down there crazy eye-opening like just talk about living in the south yeah and it was cool though like i said i don't regret any of the decisions or places i played oh, and it, it was i met a lot of great people um obviously hockey in the south is definitely a little bit yeah, different yeah. coming from canada yeah. Yeah, yeah that too and just it was craziness um totally different like nobody knows what hockey is yeah like they don't know you know the uh oh you're you know you play hockey blah blah, blah like Yep, I play hockey, you know, because everything's baseball. Baseball or yeah, football baseball. down there, basketball. and you know, So it, it was pretty interesting. It was uh, pretty wild being down there for a little bit, but that yeah. didn't uh, last too long yeah. either, That's surprisingly. part of the job, like I said, right? Yeah, it was – as much as it, it was so fun to be there and be a part of those things, um, when that phone call came to, you know, get the call up or, or that next move, it was exciting because, you know, that, that's what you went – you were – you were pissed that you got sent back down. Um, yeah, that's what you're and then you just for. Work, yeah, and then you worked that much harder to get called back up and, and stay at that next level. And um, I was lucky I, I got that call again, and away I went to Wichita, I think. Yep, Wichita that we got next. Then just one game in Utah. Yeah, Utah was my year. was my retirement year. Was that it? Yeah. That was it, yeah. So how did that – I'm sure there's some frustration and being injured <laughs> – uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so my year in, in Wichita was awesome. Had a great coach there, Kevin McClellan. Um, very funny story. I remember one time, you know, all the boys always loved a day off, right? We got off. And it wasn't a great streak, but it was a long road trip, and, and we all went to the practice rink in the morning, and uh, we were all dreading kind of going on the ice. And he uh, comes in. We're all starting to get ready. He's like, boys, you're going to have a meeting in 10 minutes, whatever. Just, you know, get your unders on. That's it. Comes in. He's like, all right, boys, you know, I'm going to uh, we're gonna take the day off today. And we're all like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like under our breaths. And played with this one Russian guy. He he didn't like that. He didn't want it. He thought we should have skated. He was like, you're not keeping us accountable. Kind of gave a little back talk to, to Mac. And we were shocked. We were all like, shut the fuck up, man. What are you doing? Like, nobody wants to go on the ice. And uh, he's, Mac comes in. He's like, hey, the guy, is, his last name was Tulip Bob. He's, he's a Russian guy. He goes, uh, hey, how many Stanley Cups you got? And he's like, at the time, he's holding four by his forehead, like scratching his head. And he goes, exactly, that's what I thought. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he walked out. He's like, boy, see you tomorrow. And uh, he just walked out, and that was it. And we were all like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And uh, that was the day off. And Mac was nuts he was a crazy coach like cigarettes and peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and coffee like we guys would come into our bar in Wichita and he would 
sit at the door where they, the bus came in and would watch every player come in, like smoking a dart. Like just, just tough nose player. Like he, he was tough then when he played with Gretzky and with the Oilers and stuff. He won four Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for it. Yeah. But he didn't let that go. Like he yeah. carried that with him and. He was tough, but he was a great coach. He got out, got what he wanted out of his players. I remember the one time we were at at our practice rink doing a pregame skate, and I think we lost the night before. Like I don't know if we got shit canned or, or something, but he wasn't happy. And uh, we were pregame skate, light skate. We were headed to Missouri, which was like a quick. It wasn't far, so it was a day trip. And he just starts reaming me on the ice. Like I couldn't believe it. I out of nowhere did nothing I was just standing there and he's like I might just fucking cut you and I'm like what the fuck like sitting there like what the hell did I do you know but why me <laughs> and uh, he's like you know what get off the ice kicks me off the ice calls me in his offside he's like you're not coming on the game, like on the road today and he's like I don't even know if I'm going to keep you and I'm like I'm like what the fuck so I had <laughs> whole, I'm you know pissed off like no idea what's going on um I got a workout in just out of pure frustration yeah. and uh, head home. And, like, at this point, I'm getting ready to go to the bar because I'm like, well, fuck, you just sent me home. They're gone all day. Like, what else am I going to do? Sit in my condo? Yeah. So I grab a bite to eat, and I get a call from the assistant coach as I'm getting ready to leave, like, to go out. And uh, he's like, pack your bags. You're playing tonight. I'm like, what the fuck? So I literally rushed 15 minutes before we're leaving, like, get my shit together. Like, good thing I ate. Yeah. Like, go booze. And uh, head to the bus, catch the bus, and on, played probably one of the best games I've ever played. Like, I don't know what was, something was in me and was just so pissed off. And Matt calls me into the room after. He's like, you like that? And I'm like, like what? He's like, yeah, I did that on purpose. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I pissed you off. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I almost had a heart attack thinking you were cutting me. Like, I was so mad. But, yeah, he, he got me pissed off, and the, the game I played was crazy, and we never looked back after that. And had a great year there. Met, you know, played with some great guys. Underrated, like, pretty cool city. Um, sweet arena. Like, it was unreal. Pretty good crowds. And, uh, unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't make the playoffs. Like, we lost. Uh, it was right down to literally, like, the last game. Um, it was always a battle between Allen Americans. They won like every year. They were stacked. Um, but it was uh, like, yeah, right down to the literally the last game. And that was it. Had the exit meetings. Ended up getting going back. And then uh, I was signed in uh, Utah in post. That brought me down there. And that was interesting there. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. It's, uh, you know, I was there for two months maybe like at all in all maybe by the time the season started and camp and all this I, I was living in a hotel yeah. like getting the told oh your your, yeah. your condo's almost ready we're just waiting on the, like the bed just waiting on this I'm like what is going on like this my truck's filled with all my stuff like I'm living out of a duffel bag in the hotel I, I have to go out to eat every night like all this stuff it's just getting annoying sure. like getting to run around I remember the the coach was like a young guy good coach uh cool like practice facility we're at like where the u.s like olympic like uh salt lake where they practice that was our practice rink they had the ice skating team going like around and like our rink was in there and you know everything was good it seemed really good it seemed like it was going to be like it felt my like that was my year uh you know playing three years now at the central and east coast um having that, that amount of games knowing the game um, knowing just how to approach things, had an unreal uh, training camp, fitness wise, everything was good. And uh, getting told, like, oh, you know, at that point it was, we were with Anaheim, and San, San Diego was the American League. And the coach, was like, oh, San Diego's, you know, they're calling about you, they're interested, you know, let's have a good start to the year, blah, blah, blah. First game comes around, I get held scratched. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you tell me all this stuff, and then you scratch me. I have no idea what happened. And then that night we were in Colorado, lost, got a phone call, had to be at the airport for like six in the morning. Fly, I got flown out to Colorado to play against Colorado Eagles in Loveland. And 
like I got there, pregame skate right off the plane, back to the hotel room, nap, played the game. I think I had like an assist plus two, like sweet game. Got back and was just like nothing changed. And was like, what's like this is annoying. And at that point, like I said, still living in a hotel, wanted to chat with the coach and just be like, hey, what's going? Like, am I moving in a condo? Like, what's going on here? And at that point, I was just so frustrated with, you know, the business side of like the miners kind of idea. And uh, I decided that it was, I was going to leave and try and go to a different team. And uh, at that point, I had some talks going with Brampton and I was going to head back to Brampton. Well, then I got suspended for 90 days. So I couldn't go to any team in the coast. So they suspended my rights. And I thought about going back to like the SP, but I was so just like mentally checked out of, you know, the hockey world in a way yeah. that I just kind of had enough. And it, it wasn't the way I wanted to go out. Um, but at that point, I just kind of fell out of love of, you know, playing the game that I love so much. And, and don't get me wrong, I still love it. I miss it every day. I miss that life and the locker room, and, you know, the guys and you know, just it's just a different way of you know living but uh and no rules yeah kind of and uh but yeah that's what that happened and then just kind of didn't know what i was going to do it was a long the 24-hour ride to utah and i drove from utah to chicago in one shot until i saw a deer in the window and i was like nope time to pull over slept in between two transports in my truck at the time put like the laptop up watched a quick movie took like a two hour nap back on the road and back in Windsor like four hours later and uh yeah just that was kind of the hockey career in a way and pretty wild like, yeah what a wild, pretty wild way like, to go out but yeah it is what it is I mean I remember actually that that year after like, that same year when I left I remember uh I started working at TD and, uh, you know, a guy who had no schooling or anything, I got my foot in the door. Uh, it's funny, I was just setting up, like, you know, my accounts, finally listening to my mom at the time. Yeah, yeah. Do this, do that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. finally, yeah, do all this. And I'm like, okay, whatever, fine, I'll go. And I was just sitting in there with the advisor and the small talk and joking was like, oh, how, how can I, you know, get a job here? So I, what was I going to do now? I wasn't playing yeah. hockey anymore. <laughs> And uh, one thing led to another, and I got hired at TD and worked my way up to an FSR role, a financial service rep. Was there for a couple of years, but didn't, uh, it wasn't for me at the time. Like, just wasn't for me at all. Yeah. But uh, before, I think it was when I was there, yeah. Well, I moved to Toronto for a little bit, too, like six months. Right. I was like, I'll get out of Windsor, I'll move yeah, to Toronto. Yeah. Which I'm, no, not for me. Um, moved back home quickly. And uh, was here or whatever, and so I was working at the bank. And a guy, like my, my hockey career wasn't over yet, and played with a guy who was coaching poor uh, here on Prowlers in the federal league. He called me. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, nothing. "Like nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing." And uh, he's like, "You want to play home games?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You want to play home games for me at poor here on?" And I'm like, "Shut up." And I heard of this happening to people and, you know, couldn't believe it, but it happened to me. And, yeah, he called me. He's like, I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? And he's like, make me an offer. So I did. I made him an offer. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't bit. believe it. And it worked. And he gave it to me. Gave me, you know, toll. And it's, you know, 45 minutes. Cross yeah, yeah. and have, you know, take the tunnel, shoot up for year on. I was there in you know under an hour didn't have to pra i practiced once <laughs> just to make sure i had you know everything still yeah, yeah. lungs were burning so that was a uh a practice the day before the game i didn't go to the pregame skate and uh i ran the power play there i played like way too many minutes for a guy who hadn't played a game and yeah, god knows how long big shift walk on. oh my <laughs> legs were cramping like cr i couldn't even i couldn't even sit down because they cramped um played you know a handful of games there and then it just became like too much, you know. At the time, my girlfriend, now my fiance, she, you know, wasn't expecting it to be every weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, and but neither was I. Debt last year, yeah. what happened? <laughs> and neither was I. I it, but uh, the home stretch ended up being yeah every, every weekend. And then I'd play one other game, the uh, road, one road game, 
uh, that was in Michigan, in like Erie, no where they were. Uh, it was like half hour away when you crossed the border. It was right there. Shit, right there. It was like a community center. I couldn't. I was like, what am I? Really, I played. You know, in the coast with nice arenas, all of a sudden I'm playing in the back of like yeah. a community. Like, there's like the WFCU practice rooms. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on? Should have been playing uh, away games anyway. <laughs> oh, but yeah, and I'm like, this is a road game. But, uh, so yeah, I ended up playing home games and one road one road uh, away game there. And it's, like I said, it just became too much for, for something for me who I was just, you know, playing a little bit, I guess, pick up at the time. Uh, and, and it was fun though. It gave me the, you know, that atmosphere again. The guys in the yeah, locker room, just being around. Yeah, yeah being around yeah. the boys. That's and, what you uh, miss the most, probably. Right? And that's what it was at that point. It was like fi- filling that void to be able to, you know, compete at a at a high level. Because at that time, it was the same thing. Guys who wanted to play still got sent down. They couldn't crack, you know, the SB or the Coast, um, and they wanted to play. Well, the Federal League was the only other option. So it was actually from my very first year to then in that five four five probably five or six year gap totally different it was actually skilled and good hockey uh, it wasn't as rough as it was i remember i tried to uh fight a guy who was i don't even know who it was but uh at that point you know i had x amount of hundreds of games under my belt and five years pro or something i was playing home games trying to fight <laughs> this guy and the so guy the was like, man, he's like, I got more OHL games than you do pro games or, or some ridiculous chirp. And the ref looked at him and he knew who I was. And he goes, and this guy plays home games. Like, and yeah. I just, <laughs> I, at that point, I started laughing. I'm like, man, what the hell am I doing here? And my phone started ringing. I remember like my, uh, so actually my very first before, after Cincinnati, before I ended up in, uh, in Williamsport, I ended up in Mississippi. I forgot to tell you that. I ended up down in Mississippi Surge in Biloxi, Mississippi. Since the guy, Scaldi from Cincinnati, sent me down there. And another guy, they're like, hey, we're sending two guys. This is what happened here. They're playing for you. We were slotted one and two or like two and four, whatever it was. Training camp, played all these games. We're like, you know, I got coach. Uh, it was Jeff Best. He was a Canadian guy. Like played like, like Team Canada, like under 18, yeah, World Juniors. Yeah, like, great resume. Was like, oh, I have big plans, all this shit. Season comes, he gassed me and the other guy from that came from Cincinnati. We looked at each other like, what the fuck? Like, we were just told we were supposed to play here for the year. Like, now what? I just met this guy, and uh, like, we he drove with me to Cincinnati, and then drove with me back home to Windsor before I went to crazy. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, he ends up playing for the university, Kenny Bradford. Okay. Uh, he played for the Lancers, and that kind of got that set up for him and with Hammer. Yeah, he's probably like, oh, I'm here. So Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, well, well, I don't know what to do now. So that was wild. So, yeah, I ended up you know, playing in, in Port Huron there for home games, and uh, Besser ends up giving me a call. He's like, I hear you're playing again. And I'm like, listen, I'm playing home games. Yeah. And he knew I was working at TD because I guess his sister was in, like, uh, hiring something in, like, London. I don't even know calls me up and he's like you want to come play for me and uh he's in Fayetteville he's like you got to show these guys it's not all about hockey because he's like I tell these guys to have a day off and they still show up at the rink like these guys don't know what a, having a beer is like and that's just how much it changed in that time yeah. like when I was there oh, big time. like and everybody too, yeah. yeah and everybody yeah. just they didn't enjoy everything about it and uh I'm like listen Besser what's the weather like down there around playoffs and he's like, it's pretty nice. And I said, give me a call around then. And I was going to try and go and just play playoffs. Take like three weeks off. Because he's that same mentality you were doing with the home game. Yeah, just, just go and play playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, it got to the point, like, mentally for me, I, I felt bad. Um, like, you know, I was getting opportunities to go play where guys were, you know, playing in Port Huron for a full season. I would come in and play a home game, make the kid a healthy scratch. And, you know, yeah. they're making, you know, so much money there, not a lot in that league, grinding it out, trying to make it. And, you know, I'm coming in, playing a home game, getting treated stupidly and not going on road games, like taking the opportunity away from one of those guys. And I started, you know, trying to recommend guys there that I think would be better fit to get called up. And I just kind of got to the point where I told the coach at the time, I was like, uh, hey, Kras, you know, 
I think I'm gonna, you know, this is it for me. It just, it's too much, and I'm gonna give these guys an opportunity. And that was it. That was uh, that was the pro career wrapped yeah. up, and now I'm a beer league legend. I guess <laughs> if I even play, I don't even know. Yeah. You're one of those guys that doesn't show up. FGHL. No. <laughs> I, uh, it is the FGHL yeah. funny. All the good guys sign up and then play two games. It's uh, so, so yeah, we had we put together a team. Uh, we were called Team Vetoes. Our team was pretty legendary. Uh, we won the first the league that we played in. It was pretty hilarious. Um, we were a lot of us were hotheads <laughs> and playing beer league hockey. Uh, so it was pretty interesting. Not a, not a lot of people liked us. They would tweet about us and then i'm like man this is beerly yeah like, fucking relax and uh so whatever we did that and then we you know had the team again together as a good group of guys you know guys who played junior like good team yeah. great guys uh we knew how to have fun that's for sure uh yeah. for a they sunday think it gotten, it's gotten too serious yeah. oh yeah like they're man it was great like i fought in the league i fought in beer league hockey more than once or twice i could not believe it I'm like, this is insane. What am I doing? I'm here to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, I played. That's what it's about. Right? Yeah. yeah. And these guys are going, like, it's like they were trying out to, like, prove to be better than, you know, somebody else. I, I couldn't make it out. I had no idea. Um, but like I said, it was fun, but it was a Sunday. Sundays are yeah, hard. Sunday, like, please. I got a boat. Summertime, I'd rather boat than go play hockey at this point now in my yeah. life. Um, and all this stuff. and. It, it, some games were just like, wow, I couldn't believe it. I carried away. And then, yeah, guys don't show up. And, like, I remember one game, I literally played the entire game. A full 60-minute yeah. game, there was yeah, five of us. Too, yeah. There was five players on, yeah. on our team that showed up. We could not change. And the refs still gave us penalties. Oh, like, my God. We were going down. The clock, man. It was craziness. Like, it was insane. But uh, it, it was fun. You know, like, it's a good group of guys. Yeah, we knew how to have fun. get out a little bit. Exactly. We knew how to get together and have a good time. And, uh, yeah, and then we put together, uh, we folded up shop with Team Vito's and put together Team Kildare right down the road. And uh, so we, we did that and had a pretty good squad again uh, for two years, I think. Actually, I think we, we won that FGHL again. I think <laughs> I said we had some pretty good guys. Good group, have, yeah. yeah, good group of players, and like I said, we knew how to uh, to throw the the after party each year. We won. It's the ice park, man. It's it's not Central Park, but it's the ice park. You go, is, you go upstairs after, you're just like the ice park. Oh yeah, and then well, we'd have to take it back to our you know team name, go to Kildare, oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. God knows how long we'd stay there for. Yeah. What else would happen is history, but it's uh, yeah. Last year, I, I barely I barely played just. I yeah. ended up. I was coaching minor minor yeah. hockey and sent with Sun County. And so you're still involved in hockey then, and yeah, aside I, from FGHL. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Besides that shit show there, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I decided to coach this year. Uh, started doing that I was with uh, two pretty good guys on the bench. You're, you're jinx, man. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere you go, you get moved quickly, it's, and then you start uh, coaching, and they shut down the series. Well, so I was there, and then so I had some some health issues, and that kind of made me step away um, from coaching. Just it just wasn't uh, not that it wasn't working out that way. It wasn't working out for me. Um, yeah, for health issues wise, um, I, I couldn't be a part of it. And it, it was tough because um, one, it was the year that I thought I, it was okay, my turn to give back, and and I loved it. And uh, don't get me wrong. It was very tough having to step away. Um, the kids were amazing. It was a great group of kids. The parents were awesome. Coaching staff I was with was incredible. Um, nothing bad to say about any of that at all. It just sucked timing-wise for, for me with what I was going through that made me have to step away. Um, but like I said, those, those kids were – it was crazy how, how good they were, how polite yeah. The biggest thing was how polite. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I'm like, oh, you Never guys are way too nice kid, right yeah. now. <laughs> Give me like two years, you're all going to be dickheads. Um, but it, it was great to be able you know, go out there, joke around, play with them, show what you know I went through and, and give it to you know these young kids. And, and uh, it was fun being able to see them play. And, and it was definitely different being on the bench side. Um, yeah. I won't lie. I yelled at a couple of refs. It was it's it's hard to it's eh? yeah keep those emotions in when you know you're used to playing at a high level and 
you know, if something happens, it happens and you deal with it. When you're behind the bench coaching kids, you can't do that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's yeah, totally different. All but parents it, are right there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We had a great, great group of parents. They were, they were awesome. Uh, the, the head coach that I was with, um, Ryan Best, uh, Best, he had these kids for, you know, X amount of years together. So they, they were together yeah, for, for the run. Other, so, yeah. yeah. They uh, they knew the style of coaching that he brought to the table, and uh, I was happy to be a part of it. He, you know, we got together and things were great. And uh, like I said, just unfortunate the way it kind of happened yeah. that I had to leave, but not ruling that out anytime soon about yeah. going back into that. Assuming things get back to normal, they'll always be there, right? So exactly, yeah, yeah. Things assuming never get back to normal. So. Yeah, hopefully, if, minor if we, off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy if this was six months ago we never would have thought right we said it's always there but one thing i gotta ask just from you know traveling around everywhere from the sioux obviously I have a great connection there why did you decide to come back to windsor and kind of make it your home uh yeah i mean most of my family still lives there my parents are here a couple of aunt and okay. uncles are here my grandparents are here now um you know windsor is is home uh the sioux is still home for me but, uh, you know, I moved away from there when I was eight years old. Yeah. So I grew up in Windsor. Windsor is my, I would call it my hometown now, not uh, not the Sioux anymore in a way. I still go up there, you know, quite a bit um, here and there. More, not as much as I should. We're seeing the family and stuff. Yeah. But um, hopefully this year go up for a bit yeah. and, and go up to the cottage that we got up there and uh, enjoy it the weather's actually like this right now yeah. talking to my uncle the other day on facetime and he uh sitting on the beach at the camp with uh having a beer no shirt on and usually there's yeah. still ice on the lake yeah. this time usually so it's pretty wild but uh yeah all the traveling i did i mean it, it was great met a lot of you know awesome people outside of the rink uh let alone you know guys i played with yeah. you know great great guys um, friendships and you know you stay in touch with people like that but uh, the people outside of you know the hockey world that I met too was pretty cool and, oh, for sure. and uh, being like Pensacola actually we uh, so my, my parents won a timeshare <laughs> down there my first year when I when I played and when we won it they came down obviously for the playoff run and uh, they were staying there and they had friends of them with them and they were like a, having breakfast at their you know condo building thing and they won this timeshare. So they go there every yeah, year for, they went there this year for a month right before all this craziness happened. Um, and every year they go and, and me and my fiance, we try and you know go once a year too, because it is a part, it is a part of me. Uh, that's where I started my professional hockey yeah. career. It'll always be uh, another piece of home for me in a way. Yeah, that's and, great. and it's unreal. Yeah. It's, it's underrated, yeah. hidden. Nobody, not a lot of people know about it, but it's, awesome there the beaches yeah. are insanely amazing um so, i mean you can go there anytime you know the place you know where to go where the good spots are the, yeah awesome. you know where the good spots are that's <laughs> for sure. they uh found found a couple of pictures of me on on a couple bar walls <laughs> there and, and it's uh it's pretty funny but you know from that time i was there when my parents go they've made friendships there too since then and that i i guess established when i started yeah, playing yeah. there um, and cool. they stay in touch with these people down there. It's pretty wild. Like yeah, that's cool. Last year, we went last year for uh, St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah, and like it was wild. It was, yeah, we went. Not the best. It was one of those weird, not the best weather types of things, but uh, it was still here probably right. So at the time, yeah, yeah it definitely, time, was. yeah, yeah. It definitely was. Um, but yeah, we're planning maybe to go up this year after summer's over yeah, when the weather's happens, still right? hot there, and yeah. if they lift this travel ban ever, and you know. Yeah. take a little vacation down there for a week or so and yeah, for sure I mean, obviously we're living in a weird time right now but to kind of wrap it up how are you kind of keeping busy what uh, have you moved away from td and what are you doing now dude yeah so i left uh left td about i guess on well let's call it two and a bit year maybe three years ago now uh, i was working took a job at uh fleetwood metal in the automotive industry and uh, tool and die uh, big change. I was a sales rep, uh, account manager kind of idea. Uh, pretty cool gig. I mean, 
Got to travel a lot. Was uh, in the air quite a bit yeah. in, in airports nonstop. Something you're used to probably. So <laughs> something, yeah. That was I was kind of used to, except now I was uh, getting paid different, in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Where I had to go to work the next morning when I landed, or when yeah. I land, I got to go to a meeting. Uh, a lot of rental cars, a lot of highway. Um, it was fun. It was good. And then uh, over time there, and then all this coronavirus stuff happened. Well, the uh, you know, things changed. Not a lot of revenue, and uh, I guess we can call it got axed from there <laughs> or something. But uh, no, I'm not saying it's so harsh. Um, but uh, things change yeah. with with what's happening right now in the world. You know, businesses aren't making money, and um, they're trimming the fat on. <laughs> a lot of things in, in this company and it is what it is uh no hard feelings to them it's just i got the short end of the stick at this point and, uh it's okay though you know when one door closes another one will open and it could be a blessing in disguise for me yeah for um, sure. everybody knows the automotive industry good when it's good bad when it's bad mm-hmm. um no in-betweens yeah <laughs> i saw the i saw the worst end of it with with something that was so uh, uncontrollably like possible yeah. like no one would have ever you know the, the started the year off so great with awards uh, and new projects and new business and then boom this happens and it's like later. shut down the world create it's just insane and now you know it's, it's affecting not only you know I never thought it would affect me when you know these layoffs these layoffs happen and then all of a sudden uh, hey just so you know like the layoff is uh, extended for good now basically craziness but uh oh well it is what it is like i said one door closed another one will open it's got some things in the works for uh for myself but with this time off i mean shit i redid my whole backyard yeah. pretty much i you know built a pretty new fire cool new fire pit uh, i just finished up the fence um you know i'm living the retired lifestyle pretty much. <laughs> I got my, my front lawn's looking amazing right now um I got the, the puppy. Well, I guess not puppy anymore. So uh, I'm living the stay-at-home dad lifestyle. Fiance's out working. I stay at home. I wake up in the morning, have a coffee, hit my garage gym for a bit. Well, a long time because I got nothing yeah, else, else to do. Where else are you going? Yeah, I spend about three hours in there working out, do something, scroll through Instagram, <laughs> do something else. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, I, I've kept myself busy, and you know, with my dad being uh, in contracting and, and everything like that, we're uh, I'm fortunate to be able to you know work with my dad as well. So, well, uh, yeah, I'll be keeping busy with that now that you know phase one and all that shit has gone yeah, through, where God. people can go back to work. So, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be a busy next month and. But, you know, things start opening up, I might not be a stay-at-home dad anymore. I don't know. Thankful for it, though. You know, hopefully you get the home back up. But what yeah. a transition that's been, man, from uh, from the life of a hockey player to, like I said, stay-at-home dog dad. Yeah. <laughs> stay-at-home dog dad. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call myself now. Well, thanks for inviting me over here, man. It's been great. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Drake Moore back here on the Wind City Sports Podcast. That was Mike McIntyre, as you know, former Windsor Spitfire, Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound, pro hockey player from right here in Windsor, still living in Windsor, too, as well. Uh, thanks again to Mike. Uh, I know this is the second time we've had him well, in one interview shot, second inter- er, episode, but thank you again for uh, inviting me down to your place to do an in-person interview. We don't get a lot of them done in person anymore due to the pandemic and uh, obvious reasons like that but um, as we were talking to uh, Mike I remember just shortly after doing that interview with him I'm actually looking at the calendar a little bit now try to think of who exactly it was Pete Vandermeer it was so um, he mentioned the st- Mike mentioned the story about seeing a guy getting his leg cut open in the uh, in the SP actually because I tried to confirm it with him but he said that um, probably a different league if you listen to that episode of Spitting Chicklets with Pete Vandermeer he uh, longtime journeyman in hockey he actually experienced that exact scenario so i thought that was the guy uh that mike was talking about but he had had confirmed that it was in another league unless i'm getting my facts mixed up here i thought that was interesting as i had just talked to him and then i'm listening to this interview and i'm like that's the guy that mike was talking about i think at least but anyway that's one of my tidbits from the interview again thank you for taking the time to to do it i was familiar with his fghl team um 
but again, just a guy in Windsor um, who's he's done some cool things and become a pro hockey player. So it was great to have him on the show. Without further ado, we do have some news to get through, as, as much as I can gather. We'll, we'll start with our hockey news, of course, the Windsor Spitfires. Not a lot of Windsor Spitfires news aside from Igor Asana, oh boy, Afanasev being recruited to his home country of Russia's under-20 camp roster a few weeks ago for the Sochi Open in early August. As well, Bill Bowler marked a year as Spitz GM. Um, played a clip of him talking about taking the job from back on episode 157 of Win City Sports last summer. And you can listen to that full interview on WinCitySports.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Conducted just after the announcement of him taking the job and kind of based it around that. At the top of the show, we mentioned that opening day for the MLB and our Detroit Tigers across the border is tomorrow. But a little bit of baseball news on this side of the border is that our Windsor Selects baseball program will be joining the Canadian Premier Baseball League of Ontario. After nearly two decades, the Windsor Selects program is ending its relationship with the Premier Baseball League of Ontario. The Selects just resumed on-field workouts recently under Ontario's reopening plan with just eight players and two coaches on the field. You actually see a video of that from PowerPlay Sports online. However, while the club is joining the CPBL for the 2021 season, it plans to also participate in a fall exhibition schedule providing the province allows this year. Next season, the under-17 and 18 teams would participate in a showcase event to start the season for MLB scouts and U.S. college scouts and recruiters, while the under-15 and 16 work towards a league title. This weekend, um, Border City Wrestling affiliates, I suppose in a way, Made the return to Impact Wrestling, we had Chris Saban on the show, episode 194, and he talked about getting ready to return to the ring and hopefully being able to in a you know some capacity and, and soon. Uh, so we did that back um, earlier this spring, and he made his return to the ring on Sunday on the Slammiversary pay-per-view and as well on Tuesday on Impact Wrestling. So you can go back and listen to that one. A guy who, not really from Windsor, but did his training here in Windsor with my cousin Scott Damore and pretty much got his start his first mainstay organization was pretty much border city wrestling where he kind of made a name for himself that's how i remember him how a lot of people will remember him and how he got his shot in tna originally so you can hear that whole story on episode 194 of win city sports the jameson jr golf tour held its first event of the season at seven lakes golf course a few weeks ago it was the first major athletic event in windsor essex in nearly four months Chatham's Garrett Day won the collegiate men's division with under two par, with a two under par 69. Jesus. Which gave him a one-shot victory over Amherstburg's Josh DiCarlo. Something mentioned earlier in the show is Cedric's Combat Corner podcast. A new Cedric's Combat Corner interview came out just a few weeks ago with Maya Marie Langlois, a pro basketball player in Russia from Windsor. She's one of the CIS's most decorated athletes during her time here with the University of Windsor. Cedric Ben, the host, does some boxing training with her when she visits home. Cedric is a former CJMer himself, started his own podcast and YouTube show under the Wind City Sports umbrella, usually breaking down UFC and boxing fights, but also interviewing people in our community about boxing, coaching, training, and more. So check out Cedric's Combat Corner podcast on YouTube and anywhere podcasts are found. Might be playing that interview on the podcast in the upcoming weeks. I actually did an interview with Maya last year, thirty-minute interview that did not record, and it was it was a great talk. But since then, we haven't been able to uh, recreate it. So maybe one day in the future. But nevertheless, I'd like to feature Cedric's interview on the show one day, uh, paired up with another one that I've had in the bank for a little bit, which might be coming to the podcast. And our last piece of news for now, at least, is our Windsor Lancers Hall of Fame. The University of Windsor will add four athletes to its Lancers Alumni Sports Hall of Fame. Noel Montcombe and O.C. Naragu, who helped the Lancers to national track and field titles, will be joined by defenseman Scott Hillman, who helped the Lancers capture the team's first Queen's Cup back in 2014, and swimmer Matt Butler were announced last Thursday as this year's inductees. You can listen to Noel, actually, Noel Montcombe on episode 56 of Wind City Sports from uh, three years ago, I believe, and recent episode of the Street Out of Windsor podcast, which brings me to a little shout-out to Andy Sullivan and the Border City Network. Um, 
Andy has decided to pretty much end the Straight Out of Windsor podcast, aside from some special programming here and there, and if anything pops up that he might want to do. Um, just made the decision based on, you know, his workload, pretty similar to me, but um, being a dad is a little bit different than, you know, being 27. But so anyway, um, shout out to Andy for, what, two, two and a half years of doing the podcast, growing it into a bigger spectrum than I've been able to with Wind City Sports and essentially doing a very similar thing as I have. So I uh, was able to work with him a bit during the uh, Border City podcast network um, comprised of Wind City Sports, Straight Out of Windsor, The Flower Hour, and the AVB podcast. All local podcasts we're trying to work together and maybe we'll have something in the future to meet Andy and, and for him to, I don't want to say be a fan, but for him to know my show and listen to it anytime um, you're always appreciative of those little things. So shout out to Andy for doing his thing for a while and uh, deciding to kind of take a step back for now. But anyway, that's it this week on the Win City Sports Podcast. There's always something that will pop up and I'll miss and kind of kick myself about, but we'll share it on our social media. We'll be here every other week on the Win City Sports Podcast, though, dropping first thing Thursday mornings, every other Thursday now, on WinCitySports.com or anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a subscribe or review on whatever app you might use. Hopefully a good one as well. Um, but on the Win City Sports Radio Show, we're still going to be broadcasting every single Thursday at 12:30 in Windsor and Detroit on 99.1 FM CJAM. Replays on Tuesdays at 8, even during this pandemic. You can listen to the last six or so archived episodes on CJAM.ca as well. Local sports news, good music, and sometimes some highlights from our podcast interviews, as we will be doing this week. We have a big social media presence at WinCity underscore sports. W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word if you're ever trying to find us. WinCity Sports or the WinCity Sports Podcast. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube with our WinCity Sports YouTube channel. Haven't uploaded a lot recently, but we have some previews and exclusive videos up there that you can always check out for your entertainment FYE. You can also follow me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram at Drake Demore. But until next week, smell you later.